0: Welcome to the PSDcast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. If you live in an area that gets foot traffic, you've no doubt come across solar panel installers. It's one of the fastest growing industries in America. And while the recent China tariffs hurt it, since solar panel installers rely on cheap parts from China for up to 80% of its supply, it's still booming. And it's set to grow even bigger as local and federal mandates come into effect that consumers transition wholesale to renewable energy. There's just one problem. Most of the energy generated by these residential photovoltaic systems is lost or transferred to the grid with little benefit to the homeowner. So how do we solve this major inefficiency? Bekhanam Zakary of the International Institute for Applied Systems Analysis recently authored a piece that discussed this problem and a possible solution. So Bekhanam, welcome to the show, and can you describe – the the biggest
1: problem with residential
0: photovoltaics from a consumer perspective?
1: Yeah, thanks a lot for uh, inviting me and uh, for having this talk. As you truly mentioned, probably the foremost and the biggest problem is that the homeowner invests on a technology and they wish to get the benefit to the highest but the problem is that sun doesn't shine always and the time that sun is you know shining it might be that the electricity demand is not that high probably for example people are at work or they are not using their appliances so the problem comes that the, the generation of pv is not always fully used and consumed on site in the building and the investor the homeowner has to in, export that to the grid. And usually the fee that the grid pays for buying electricity from homeowners is quite cheap in, in some countries, even it's free. So the problem comes from the investment point of view, that how we can make sure that the investment on solar PV returns and how we can make sure that this homeowner can consume the highest percentage of electricity that they have generated. Right. Now,
0: hypothetically, if consumers did pair their, their PV systems with battery storage, if battery storage became um, more cost effective, what kind of
1: efficiency improvements might they see? That's a good point. It. Uh It's a bit, it depends on the, you know, solar uh, insulation in different locations. You know, some areas might have higher absorption of solar irradiation, some higher latitude, less. But uh, we investigated for higher latitude uh, countries and it's about uh, 3 to 40 percentage. Again, it depends on the size of the panels, size of the uh, uh, electricity consumption at home and the pattern of that. But I can say, on average, those uh, case studies that we examined is 30% to 40% of the solar PV generated is consumed at home. Wow, that's that's
0: quite significant. Now, if the the price of batteries did drop, um, do do you think we could eventually reach the point where a majority of homes um, in the U.S., or at least a healthy percentage, were literally off the the grid or, or are we always going to need the grid to supplement um, you know, people who generate it on their own?
1: Yeah, I, I should also add that the 30% and 40% that I mentioned is solar PV alone. If they pair it with the batteries, the consumption will be doubled. So it might reach all up to 80% of the solar PV generated can be consumed on site. So that is quite a, a big difference. And as you mentioned, if the cost of the batteries decline, it makes more economic sense for the, for the homeowners to pair their solar PV with batteries to use that electricity, for example, in the evenings when, they don't, when the, there is no solar generation. And of course, it reduces dependency on the grid. It reduces import of electricity from the grid. It reduces export of electricity from homeowners to the grid. So the transactions with the central grid will significantly reduce when the homeowners become more independent with solar solar, PV and batteries.
0: Right, and and, and you mentioned the 80% figure. Let's say we... Do have these homes harvesting more than eighty percent of their own energy supply? How does that dovetail with the move towards a nationwide smart grid? Uh, how, how could they work in concert?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a very good question, and I would say a bit uh, difficult to answer because there is a dilemma here. You know, the central uh, grid, the central government is trying to increase the role of renewable energy, and to One of the solutions is to encourage homeowners to, you know, to install, for example, renewable energy, solar PV. And the value of that uh, electricity that is generated at home is also coming for the system. You know, you have less pollution, you have less environmental impact, and you have less burden on the central grid. But at some point, as we are discussing, when it reaches more than 80% of the consumption at home, we should we start might be we start we might start to become worried that uh, what happens to the central grid? I, does it become you know obsolete? Does it become for example difficult to maintain? That I I'm not uh, worried about that because as you mentioned, if we transit towards a smart grid with different consumers, producers connected to that grid. And of course, all the consumers don't have the privilege or space to use, you know, to put solar panels and use their own generation. So they can do transactions. You can have community level transactions. You can have building to building, peer to peer transactions. By transactions, I mean transferring electricity from one producer to another consumer. And the grid can continue to be a common, you know, um, infrastructure, but with a little bit different function, you know not to pass one through from the generators to consumers as a facilitator to making this you know agile transaction of electricity between distributed producers and consumers.
0: Okay, well, uh, one more question. W- what sort of policies and regulations do we need to offset the cost of, of expensive battery storage?
1: I would say, you know, there there is one part, uh, one discussion related to the batteries which comes from the technological advancement and manufacturing. I mean, if there is some policies to, for example, advance the role of technology in that direction, we focus on the policies that can, you know, help homeowners to adopt these technologies. And some of these policies... uh, if we think about the policy, first we should think what the objective is here, what the regulator aims to achieve with that policy. If there is a value for solar PV generated at home, being consumed at home, the, the regulator the policymaker should, you know, encourage that, should, you know, provide some means, some leverages for the homeowners to use to self-consume their solar PV. And, These are, for example, some some examples that we examined. I can tell you one policy is to have more dynamic electricity tariffs. By dynamic, I mean that, for example, electricity tariffs could be hourly and the consumer could benefit from, you know, for example, generating electricity in those hours that the price is so high and benefit from that. Most of the time now we have either flat rates or average rates or at best time of the day rate. These completely capture the value of, you know, generation, flexibility and battery that can be paired with solar PV. So one solution is to have a little bit more flexible and dynamic electricity tariffs that would, you know, value the timing of the generation and the timing of the consumption at the consumer side. Well, that sounds
0: good. Well, well thanks, Becknam. Uh, on behalf of PSD, I want to thank you for your time. And to our audience, thanks for tuning in. Stay safe and healthy, and have a great day.